MLM Nation, episode 566. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan. Before we start the show, I'm so, so excited. This is something I've been working a lot on the last two, three months, and it's a free resource for you. It's my latest ebook. It is 365 motivational quotes for the network marketer. Hey, I know your journey is full of difficulties and success often feels out of reach. And I put together, you know, the leaders go through what you're going through, but somehow they stay motivated. And I gathered everything, over 365 quotes that keeps the leaders going to share with you in one convenient resource. And the best thing is, it is free. So just go to mlnation.com forward slash book. Get mlnation.com forward slash book for your free download of my newest book, 365 Motivational Quotes for the Network Marketer, or for you, just go download it at mlnation.com forward slash book. Now, let's go to the show. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Kimberly Olson. Hey, Kimberly, are you ready to make it happen? Yes, absolutely. I'm pumped. Kimberly Olson is the creator of the Gold Digger Girl. It's a brand that serves female entrepreneurs through small group coaching, focused workshops, and training on how to build successfully on social media. In a short time, Kim has been a six-figure earner, achieved the leadership position in her company, is the author of a best-selling book, The Go Digger, and also has a weekly podcast. Aside from that, she's a busy mom of two and lives in Austin, Texas with her husband, Scott. So Kim, I've given ML Nation a brief intro, but please take us um, to your journey. How did you get involved in network marketing? What did you do before and how did you, were you introduced this profession? Yeah, for sure. I, my, my network marketing journey started two years ago, about two and a half years ago. And I found myself in a situation where I'm sure a lot of people identify with, where I would have my first and was going to have our second. And was about to have her, and I was a working mom. And I was eight and a half months pregnant with my second. And I had a great job. I made great money. And I was unexpectedly let go. So I found myself pushed into this situation where I had another baby that was coming. We didn't have that money coming in. I had about five months of unemployment. So cash in my 401k, I wrapped up tons of credit card debt. We just bought a couple of little vehicles. And I was all mad. So I found a job locally, but it caused me two and a half hours a day. So I... My little ones steps. Um, my husband and I would do the toy, the coin toss of the food and stay home with them. They were sick. I admitted I sent my little one off to school one time when she had a, a slight fever. And that day, it was the fall of 2017. I got to my dad at work and I was just like, no more. I'm done. I can't. I can't, I can't look like this. this. <laughs> you know, it's just, you think about those aha moments, like that was where I was like, no, it's not okay. We have to decide going to stay home or not. So I had uh, dabbled with marketing a little bit, but it was in 2017 November where I was like, 
Amen. I'm going to figure this whole social media thing out. I'm going to build a business in the next part of my day. And that's what I did. I spent nine weekends to my phone. I told my family, I have to do this. I have to sacrifice and do this because I knew it was my way out. And so once I buckled down, it didn't take too long. I got some great traction. Things started going really fast. And I was able to walk away from my corporate job last summer. Uh, let me ask you a question. You say you dabbled in network marketing before. What did you mean by dabble? Well, I had, you know, I'd gotten a, a comma check and things like that, but it wasn't enough for me to quit my job. And so I thought, wow, this is pretty awesome. But then I would get distracted. You know, I would, oh, my, my job, my boss is like, hey, your sales numbers need to improve. So I'd focus on work and I would completely drop the ball in my network marketing. It was, it was a hobby to be completely honest. I wasn't all in. I wasn't committed. I wasn't coachable at all. I was like, oh no, I've got this. <laughs> and, and, you know, I believe success leaves clues and I wasn't coaching with anybody. I wasn't studying any under anyone. I was just trying to figure it out. And so my results reflected that it was up and down, right? I'd get a, I would make a lot of money, then I wouldn't make anything. And I would be so upset because I knew the potential. And so when I say dabble, it was, I was not committed. And I can see it clearly with people if they are or not, you know, you can tell when people are just like in it to win it. I was not, I didn't have a big why or I did, but I wasn't focused. Like I didn't have a clear why I should say, right. I had two small children that needed me, but I, I wasn't clear on my why I, I didn't have this burning desire to create this life of freedom and success and break free of the nine to five. And I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was a little kid. And, you know, I've had my, my runs at it, but I, I, I didn't really say like, I'm all in, like, I'm going to give up TV. I'm going to give up music. I'm going to listen to audiobooks. I'm going to spend money on coaching. I'm going to consume anything I can to figure out how to craft this skill. I, I didn't. So it's kind of dabbling at first until that day happened. It, it was, it was a rainy November day. And I remember that feeling of, just felt like I failed. You know what I mean? Like to be able to have to send her off to daycare because I couldn't miss a day at work because I was on commission, you know? And so it was at that moment where it was like this fire, you know, it was like, no more. I'm done. I'm sick of living this way. And it was just flipped. I mean, if you follow my journey on social media, I had zero followers on social media, Simon, that fall, none. I had like 200 friends on Facebook. I didn't even know how to post anything. And I started doing Facebook lives. I started just showing up every week. And then people started coming around the campfire, you know, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to show up again. And it was hard. It was really, really hard because I was working so much, but I was on fire and I haven't stopped ever since. What made you get on fire? Like if there was a, was there a specific light bulb moment, a specific mm -hmm. thing you did that got you to where you are? Yeah. So I have always, I had always like, not always, I had struggled a lot with alcohol addiction and it's in my family. And it's just something that, you know, they joke around in our neighborhood. It's like five o'clock and you're like, every mom in the neighborhood's getting her glass of wine out, right? Like she's making dinner. And it's always just sort of been a, I, I think a, an accepted thing. Well, for me, and I heard Rachel Hollis say this in her book, it's different when you want to have a glass of wine to unwind. It's different when you need it. And I was noticing that I felt like, oh, I had to get through the day and just have a glass of wine just to kind of, you know, just sort of let that stress go a little bit. And I noticed it became a part of my day where I had to. And so when I decided, you know, what I was going to do, I was going to, I was going to get some support, you know, emotionally to feel like I didn't have to have that line. Like what other tools could I develop? And when I just 
surrendered and really it's, it's all God. You know, I was pushing God away and I was like, no, I got this. And when I finally said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to submit and I'm going to let him show up in my life and I'm going to follow the inspired action and I'm going to become obedient. I'm just going to do whatever he wants me to do. It was crazy. I mean, crazy to be able to walk away from those habits, you know, that was not productive. And I know a lot of people can identify with this and I don't think people really talk about it. And so when I decided I wanted to live differently, I wanted to be a mom who felt really great about the way she showed up every day. I wanted to be proud of the work I did. I wanted to be proud that I, I was somebody that people said, wow, she, you know, I can tell there's something different about her. And so I said, you know what, I'm all, I'll do whatever you say. And it was so amazing to have that happen for me because I walked away from it. It's coming up on two years. And what I do now is I just follow inspired action and God has been leading me on the most miraculous path. Like the people I need, Simon, it's crazy. I swear to you, every person on my team has a servant's heart, hearts of gold. Like they just want to love other people. It's all these people like you, I, I connect with the most extraordinary people who are really showing up on purpose with a purpose. And so for me, I think once I let that, that go and let that out of my life and, and saw what was a destructive habit. And a lot of people watching this have their own thing. People would say to me, you know, my thing is I numb out and watch TV and I ignore my husband, or I go on, on the computer and I spend money that I don't have, you know, we all have our things. And so when you can figure out what is that thing that's holding you back, that's maybe destructive and not serving you and look in the eye and say, no more, I'm done. I want to live an amazing life. You do have to let those things go. So I did it. I did, you know, pulled up my big girl panties and, and I, I overcame it and confronted it. And I've been set free and it's, it's been pretty amazing. Let's talk a little bit about social media. You said when you got started in fall at that year, 2007, you want to grow online. Mm -hmm. You didn't have any followers. So what did you do? How did you learn? And what was the first, well, let's start. What was the first thing you did to start building your social media presence? So one of the things I think that's unique, because I didn't spend any money on Facebook ads or anything like that. And I've grown my following to over a hundred thousand is I think what I did that that is unique is that I was in the trenches learning all this stuff. And so I call it learn, lit, learn, implement, teach. So I wanted to come on social media and build my business in a way that felt really genuine and authentic because I grew up in, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm from Michigan. Amway is, was there. That's their headquarters. And so I kind of the stigma around social media or around network marketing that it was spammy and, and icky. And so I was really fearful of that. I was almost embarrassed to say I was doing network marketing. So when I decided to expose myself and show up on social media, knowing my family and friends were going to see me, I decided I was going to do it in a way that felt really good. And I didn't know how to do that. So I would just watch and see what people were doing. And I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to be really real. And I'm just going to share what I'm doing. So I would literally learn, oh, how do you post on social media so that you're not spamming and you're not salesy and the algorithm will like it and people will interact with your, your posts. Like I literally would just play around with it until people would start engaging. And then I would do a Facebook live on it to teach people how to do it. And so everyone's like, Oh wow, that's awesome. Cause everyone was at this time was still posting and spamming their pages with their company stuff. And so then I would learn about, you know, how to talk to people in messenger and use the voice memo and, 
you know, connecting with people and Facebook groups. I was learning all of it, learning it. I would implement it and get results. And then I would turn around and teach it. And it was all real time. Like literally I would learn it. And by the next week I was doing a Facebook live on it. (laughs) And so I think for me, what was really cool is the way it happened is, and I grew really fast with people viewing my videos and joining my groups. And one of my groups, I grew up to 15,000, like very quickly is because it was refreshing. You know, I was, I wasn't telling people to cold message. I was doing things that felt really good. And people like that. They want to be able to build relationships with people and share something they're excited about. And it, it, I guess it just kind of maybe makes people feel better about the way that they're building their businesses. So I just was really consistent. I made no excuses, no matter what was on my schedule. And that's the thing with, with doing it. A lot of times people get going and then they stop. And you forget that you have an audience, you have people following you and you have to keep showing up every week. Otherwise they're going to go somewhere else, right? Or they're not going to trust you that you're going to continue to be there for them. And that's what they want. You know, they want somebody that they can hold onto their coattails and learn from. Let's talk a little bit about Facebook live. So uh, how many days a week do you go live? I go live twice a week on my business page. And then I'll throw in a bonus on my, in my Facebook stories on my personal page. It depends a couple times a week. So when people are first starting out and what I did is I started out once a week on my personal page and then I went to twice a week on my personal page and then eventually rolled out my business page. So if people are starting, I always say start with your personal page because I think what people want to do is get a logo and have a business page and they think that people are just going to come. And we forget, (laughs) we forget that your warm market, the people that are getting to know you, even if it's people on social media that you're meeting, that warm market is going to be built on your personal page, in my experience, in my opinion, because the no like and trust factor, you know, people see me with my kids, my husband, and I had our anniversary, people see, you know, maybe it's just a selfie or me sharing something on my heart, you know, they see that on my personal page, a business page, the way you show up is it feels a little bit different often. And you it takes some time, as you know, it takes a long time to build up a business page and a following there. So once a week on your personal page to start, but that's what I did. I started once a week on my personal page that went up to two times a week and then started up my business page after that. And then I go live in my groups too. Since you're really good at social media, I'm going to ask a couple more questions on Facebook. Sure. Live. I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm a new person. So I'll listen okay. to benefit. So where do you find topics to talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually the number one question I get when it comes to content. So I have people put together a social media content strategy where they pick five buckets that they're going to talk about. The five buckets don't necessarily have to be in their Facebook lives, but the five buckets are going to be what they rotate through in their content. So one of the buckets is going to be uh, around their niche. So if they're in health and wellness, I want to see them being active, right? It doesn't have to be that they're running marathons, but they're taking a walk, right? They're having a smoothie, just that kind of stuff. So they're going to figure out their five buckets. And then once they start doing that, so they start to show who they are, maybe they love to travel or their pet moms, then they're going to say, okay, how is my, how is my audience responding to me? What are the type of things that people are really engaging in my content? And they, they can find some things in that. The second thing I'll say is pull your audience. Ask them, hey, I'm going to start doing some Facebook lives. I was thinking about, you know, every week I was going to uh, read a book. So I'm reading this book. Well, I've read this book several times, but Girl, Girl Stop Apologizing, for example. 
would it be helpful to you if I shared with you really great self-development things I'm learning? That would be so fun to me to be able to every week I come in and tell you a different component of the book, for example. Or maybe you're a crafty mom, a Pinterest mom, which I am not, but I aspire to be one day. But say you're a Pinterest mom and you're super good at do-it-yourself or organizational tips or just little hacks. Show up every week and teach those moms out there how to be more efficient, right? How to save time and things like that. So you can look for clues in your previous work experience. You can look for clues around your home. Like what's something that's just so easy for you? Also, call your closest three to five friends and say, hey, when you think of me, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you want my advice? You know, like my friends will say, well, Kimberly, I always can learn about business from you and goal setting, going after your dreams. Like you're always the one I think of when I want to go after something, I'm going to run it by you. So I knew for me, it's entrepreneurial, it's business. People come to me because they want to be inspired. They want to figure out what are their dreams and go after that. So I've got a girl who every week, um, she does self-care once a week. Self-care with Sarah is what she calls it. Self-care with Sarah. And another week, time a week, she goes, she does social media with Sarah because she's found she's got two niches there that she's playing with to figure out how she's going to show up. The key is though, she goes every week. And she started once a week and then she rolled out the other one. So I think you just have to try it to figure it out and you can adjust as you go on, go along. I've tried. I know you have, Simon. I've tried things. And after a while, I was like, and hey, we're done. <laughs> That's not going to work. And so it's trial and error too. And just be, have fun with it. Like I think sometimes people think they're going to be tasered when they hit the go live button. Have fun with it. Think about that person on the other side of that camera. If you're on your cell phone, imagine that girl sitting at, you know, she's at the, at her kitchen table. She's got kids, you know, screaming, maybe they're napping and she, she has a moment to breathe. She's watching your video and you say to her, girl, you can do this. You can build this business from your cell phone. Do you have dreams? Do you want to do something different for your family tree? Do you want to find something you're passionate about? Awesome. Let me show you how to do that. Follow me. And I think about that person on the other side of the camera and it lets all the stress go. So who is that person? Like, who do you want to talk to? Who do you want to inspire? Who do you want to impact? How long should the lives be for someone starting out? When you're new, um, my peak views are usually around 12 to 15 minutes. So if you're brand new, I would shoot for, you know, eight to 10 minutes of content because that might seem like a lot. The key, if you, if you tend to ramble or you think if you're nervous, you're just going to be swirling and all over the place, have your outline in front of you and hold it just so you can keep on point. Maybe have like a little timer that you can see because you don't want to go on and on and on. Mine are longer because I'm working in the teaching mode. But when I first started, they were safely about 10 to 15 minutes max. Yeah, you know what? The one thing I find really helpful is always have a bullet points in front of you, so yes. you can always uh, have something backup to say, and oh, yeah. really buying your energy. <laughs> oh yeah, very rarely people stay on for the whole thing, right? But right. you got to have good energy because if you don't have good energy, the thirty seconds they log in to watch you, they're like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> Next, <Yeah>. yeah. <laughs> it's true. You gotta you gotta get into it right away for sure. <laughs> Hey guys, Aisham here in the studio, ready to give you this week's show ambassador. Woo, 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 woo. All right, guys, this week's show ambassador comes all the way to us from the lovely, the wonderful, the super kind-hearted. I'm saying all these great things, and I've never met this person, but I'm sure that judging by their uh, their feedback, they're a good person. Brooke Craven, you are this week's show ambassador. Awesome. Brooke says, awesome podcast. Simon, host of MLM Nation, highlights all aspects of management and marketing in this can't miss podcast. The host and expert guests offer insightful advice that's helpful to anyone that listens. 
Brooke Craven, I agree. Uh, the host, you know, on a lot of podcasts, the, the guests bring the value. The good thing about ML Nation is Simon has built a massive team. I want to say currently it's over well over 250,000 people in his retired business. But when he was building, he built a team of over 80,000 people, mostly online. And so he's got some crazy experience. He's seen it all. He's done it all. He's heard it all. Uh, and he gets to partner up with guests that are currently in the field and ask them great, insightful questions. So guys, you are definitely clued in and listening to the right podcast right now. Keep us locked in. Make sure you're subscribe. We would love to have you as our next week's show ambassador. So Brooke Craven, you are this week's show ambassador. Let her hear it, folks. Woo! If you'd like to be featured as next week's show ambassador, just leave us a rating and review. Every single week, we hand select our favorite rating and review and boom, a star is born. As I'm looking forward to reading your review to the world. Now back to Simon and the show. Let's shift gears. Some great advice here. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. This is my favorite question. What is your worst, worst moment in network marketing? Mm-hmm. At a point that maybe you even had regrets or even felt, hey, maybe I should go back to what I did. Uh, but you didn't quit. And that's why you are where you are today. Yeah, I think the hardest thing about building on social media, because I, I think a lot of people watching and following you are on here for a reason, is that the bigger you get, so you are being vulnerable when you do a Facebook Live, right? And you start building a following and you're sharing your journey and you know your kids and all these different things. I think for me, the hardest thing has been any haters that have come out of the woodwork. And it's going to happen no matter what. You know, I've heard people say like, once that happens to you, you actually know that you're on the right path. Because the things you're doing are shaking things up for other people. And so it's really, really hard, though, to stand in your faith and be like, no, I know what I'm doing is right. I'm on the right path. And it's hard because I I'm a very I wear my heart on my sleeve, like I wouldn't hurt a fly kind of person. So the thing that's been hard for me is the the very first time it ever happened is someone sent me a screenshot of some things that were being said um, in a group. I couldn't see it. There was some stuff going on with our company. And I was kind of the one that was like, you know, part of the the target, I guess. And when it was sent to me, I remember going to bed that night and I was like, I should shut down my whole group. This is horrible. And it was that moment, like fight or flight, right? I was like, ah, and I was like, no, just sleep on it. Like, it's okay. And I went to bed and the next day I was like, oh, heck no, uh-uh, not in my watch. That's That would make me a coward. That's not who I am. And I'm going to stand up and represent the people who can't stand up for themselves. So I actually went live the next day to talk about it. And I was just like, hey, love people where they're at. If it's not your thing, move on, go do something else, right? And so I think for me, the thing that where I was that moment, like, should I just get off of social media and quit was when it, there's some haters out there. And now if something ever comes up, it's like a 10 minute rebound rate. I'm just like, I'm a, I'm over you because you're just not the kind of person I want to be hanging out with and you don't get me. And that's the whole thing. It's, it's social media. You know, not everyone's going to understand what you're, what you're doing or what your message is and what you're saying. So having a belief means that there's some people who aren't going to agree with it. You know, talk about timing. You just, it's just, you brought that up two days ago. I posted something in a group, right? Said, the more successful you got to learn how to basically your message, you have to embrace this. The more successful you are, the more haters you're going to have. And of course, there's always a couple of people who disagreed. And I was just, I was very direct and blunt with them saying, well, you, you haven't been successful yet. You haven't because the, right. Cause the more, or you, you're just getting started because the more successful you are, there are going to be haters out there. 
they some of these haters may not be right in front of your face, right? They, oh, right, hiding behind a computer screen. Exactly, oh, no. or they will be talking mm-hmm. behind your back, or yes. they're jealous, envy. They're, they're, they're out there, and I think to deny that I don't have any haters. Oh, I just, you know, a couple of people said that. I'm like, it's just delusion. Because there are going to be people, and unfortunately, that's human nature. The more successful we are, there's going to be envy, jealousy, and the people I mean, not in the profession. There are people in the profession that's going to be jealous. And there are going to be people in your company that's going to be jealous and envy. I've been through all that stuff. But it, it's part of like what you said, how quickly you can let that go. And that comes yeah. from experience. Well, it's also hard for newer people too. Like I had a girl when she got her car bonus, she got it really fast. It was like her third full month, I think. And her, she drove the vehicle to, to be with some girlfriends, some other moms. And they're like, well, what happens when, if you don't hit the numbers next month? What happens? Instead of celebrating her, you know what I mean? And, and like you said, it's not even the thing. It's because it's different than what that person is doing, right? And it's making them kind of reflect on themselves sometimes. And it, if, if we do stuff that's different and we're asking for more out of life, if somebody isn't and they're kind of more going through the motion motions and sort of doing the same thing every day, it's unnerving to people, you know? And so it makes them just kind of react. So I would encourage you if you're new and you're getting any negativity from family members, friends, you know, things like that. Even my husband, he's the most amazing supportive person. And so when I told him I'm putting in my notice, I'm quitting my job. He was like, well, what are you going to do for the next 20 years? I was like, I want to keep crushing it on social media and be an entrepreneur. And so I think there's just these things that we're up against that uh, people maybe don't understand what you're doing. If you're doing network marketing for the first time, or maybe you're, you're on your third company and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid to tell my, com- my family and friends that I switch companies. Don't. Let them know because you care about them. You have something you're passionate about and be okay with them not being all about it. You stand in the belief that you have in yourself and you know that you've got something amazing to share and you stand, stay the course, stay on your path and, and just keep your eyes on what you want. Don't waver because every time you stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, you lose momentum and you're like, where's my big money, right? It's because of the stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. You just have to keep going and be consistent. And then you can look up and see, oh, wow, look at what I've created. You know, uh, you talk about consistency. How important is consistency to success? It is number one, in my opinion. Being coachable, you need to be coachable. But number one, in my opinion, is consistency. It's the thing, even with mindset, working on your self-development every day, when people are are struggling and I'll say, well, let's look at your calendar. Let's look at how your reach outs, how many three-way chats are you doing? Who are you getting on the phone? Everything. Are you on team meetings? Consistency isn't there. Every single time the Facebook lives, they get some momentum going, they hit a rank advancement. And then what do they do? All the activity that got them to that rank, they stop doing it. <laughs> and then they don't re-rank up and they're like, this doesn't work. No, no, no. It's the activity that wasn't consistent. I think consistency is number one. And you know what? Uh, is it Abraham Lincoln's quote? I think, but it's something along the lines of, you know, character is about doing the things you don't want to do. When you, when you said you're going to do them, you still do them regardless of how you feel. That's what consistency is, right? I've just been around longer. I just haven't quit. I don't have any magical skills that anyone watching this can't develop. I just, I was so consistent. I'm talking, you could count on me week in and week out to show up. How does accountability play in helping someone become consistent? You know, I'm so glad you asked this question. And I want to ask your opinion too on this because I personally think the accountability, it's awesome to have a coach. You know, I do private coaching and I can see it. Like I've had people who 
you know, six and seven figure earners I've coached and they are stagnant in their business. And I get with them and they're starting to get results. They needed somebody, right, to say, hey, let's focus on these three things this week. Like that I get. But I've had people say to me, you know, can you hold me accountable? You know, could you help motivate me every day? And I'm like, no, I can't. That's external. You have to have this inside of you. You have to want this, right? So I would be curious to know your thoughts on it. But I think having some kind of uh, something you're plugged into, whether it be a team culture, right? Like a group chat, a group page. Every week you've got your team meetings. Maybe you do have a coach. Maybe you're in a small group coaching of some sort or some kind of mastermind. I think that kind of stuff has its place. And I'm always coaching with somebody. But I think that accountability... You have to be somewhat self-accountable. You know, you have to be able to say, like, okay, I got to do this today because you're an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? If you need me to sit there and put, you know, go like that to you, that's going to work for a little bit, but not long term. So I don't know what you think about that, but it's kind of how I feel right now. Yeah, I definitely uh, agree. But having having someone you do something with, like a partner, yes. helps with accountability. And a good example is like uh, going to the gym, right? Like I love working out. You're in great shape, but there's definitely days you don't want to work out. But maybe over time, I know when I first started out, that's a lot of people say I'm very disciplined and consistent. Well, when I first started, I definitely wasn't. I was just like a lazy bum. I didn't want to go to the gym. I love playing sports. I never liked working out. So right. Now, now I've learned to be consistent. It's like a muscle that you develop. But what helped me get going was I met a, one of my friends to go lift weights. And when we met, like I wouldn't want to like, leave them hanging, right? I wouldn't leave them. I was just like, well, we met, we met, we show up. And the fact that he was going and I had to go, I made sure I showed up on time and we worked out, right? Uh, and also the few times I really hiring a trainer was also, because I'm paying for it. I can't cancel after 24 hours. I better show up. So right. you, that helped me even the days when I didn't want to work out, it helped me show up. But, and over time, like you said, uh, it becomes a part of you. Mm-hmm. Right. If you still don't get it after you go work out with someone to keep up, then you really, uh, you should be an employee. Don't be an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. Settle for that, yeah. you know, job that you hate okay? Live yeah. for the rest of your life. But if you want to achieve something, you got to be consistent. Having someone definitely helps you be accountable, but you got to be consistent. Otherwise, you'll never be successful. The good news is you'll never be successful. But the good news is if you are consistent, you can be successful in anything. You, know, you just you know really yeah. didn't know anything what she was doing in social media, but she was very consistent. You know, when I asked her about social media, she didn't say she was the best. What she did say, she started doing it immediately every day. And sometimes she tried things that didn't work, but she kept on doing it and she got good at it. Yeah. And one thing too, that you said with the accountability, I used to do personal training and it, you are so right. It's, it's one of those things like if you're finding that you need some support, get the support, get the guidance, get the coach. Also find a running buddy and find somebody that will go at the pace you're going at. So I've got a couple of girls, my business besties, we talk every single day. You better believe that's accountability for me. You know, like knowing that we're going to be connecting and we're so excited about this going on. And like, if someone's having a bad day, that one of us is able to jump in and say, girl, it's okay. You've got this. It's part of the process. You're going to get through it. Do you know how valuable that is to know I've got people that are running alongside with me, doing this with me and able to help, you know, just go to when you have the ups and downs. So don't get me wrong. You definitely need something in your life. Uh, You'll want to have that internal drive for sure. But the accountability, there's um, little accountability pods you can get into too. Uh, You can find people to buddy up with in groups. Um, We just have kind of found each other. So look in your company too. Are there any sideline sisters? Maybe ask your upline, hey, is there anyone in our network that is 
you, is similar to me as far as, you know, what our goals are and things like that. And they can help you as well. That really helped me when I first got started to have somebody to just kind of go to. So I love that idea. You know, you brought up a great point. Like when you said how you're running, you ran with someone that's your same level. Mm-hmm. If you ran with like a track star, you want to give up, right? Because you feel like crap. You were like, oh, I can never keep up with this person. Or you ran with someone too slow and be like, this person's boring. Or someone that's worse than you that doesn't even show up. That doesn't help you either. And I think that's the same, the same thing in network marketing. They want the, oh, I wanted my upline by my superstar diamond director or like the ambassador. But that person is so, a lot of times you're inspired for the show moment, but you can't keep up. It's mm-hmm. great to like, and especially what you said, a silent buddy who is not affected by your performance. So, or a someone who's outside your company or someone could be a different company, different network market, who's is not afraid to tell you the real deal with the truth, right? Because sometimes I know, I know I made this mistake when I was building, I had a leader that I wanted to give advice, but I really didn't want to like go harsh and criticize him because we were doing a webinar that night. Hmm. Right? Or I'm just going to quit. There's times when I was young, I was, oh, he's going to quit oh, his ownership if I'm too hard on them. Right? But then that prevented me from telling what he needed to hear. So yeah. having that sideline and someone at your level helping. And I think back to my growth, something that really helped me out, especially in my first two years, I had a mentor, but also I had two crossline buddies that were totally not my business, not my upline, but oh. we became friends. And mm-hmm. at events, we should kind of break bread, share, and we will call each other like once a week to see how things are going. And none of it were all competitive. We didn't want to lose. So we, all, we pushed ourselves that way. Yes. And also too, like you said about someone who's not up running at the pace you're running, you're the combination of your closest friends and that's in business too. So it's awesome to aspire, but watch out for comparison with social media. Like you said, if they're the top rank of the company and you're like, that's my sideline. I mean, if you're working the way up the ranks, that's going to maybe deter you a little bit or feel frustrating to you. But if you can find someone who they have the similar visions, values, goals, and things like that, that's going to uplift you. So if you go to them and say, oh, having a bad day, and they're like, yeah, this, this whole network marketing stinks, that's not, your, that's not your tribe. You need to find people who are raising you up and making you a better person, and you're doing the same for them. So I love that. Definitely. The Go Digger, that is such a cool name, concept. How did you come up with it? And what's this group about? So it's G-O-A-L. I always say I make my own money because I have a little shirt and at the store, people are like, what? I'm like, no, gold digger. We, we're crushing goals here, people. So that's my thing. People have always known me for goal setting. I've been you know, in business for 20 years and that I love goal setting. I've been setting goals since I was a little kid. So I am all about teaching people how to figure out what they want in their life, go after it unapologetically and have dreams, have goals, right? And so the gold diggers are people who are saying, I want more out of life. I'm made for more. I want more. And we are going to build our businesses in a way that feels really good to us, right? We're going to build relationships and we're going to be genuine, authentic, and just show up. And I'm all about living like my one of my spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts is the gift of encouragement. Let's figure out what your spiritual gifts are. Like, why are you here? What, are, what is your purpose? And how can you inspire other people to live a better life? So literally like every person who is attracted to me embodies those things. So that's what that's all about. And you wrote a book about it. The, yeah. uh, where can people get this book? Amazon. Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's The Gold Digger. And it's literally what I did to, to build my whole entire business on social media. Awesome. And uh, we'll put the link to the book on the show notes and also The Gold Digger there as well. A couple of quick questions as we wrap up to pick your brain. And these could be uh, short answers. First one is, 
what's a favorite success quote that motivates you? Yes. Uh, my favorite one is Earl Nightingale's quote. It's, we, we become what we think about most of the time, and that's the strangest secret. And I believe whatever you're thinking about all day long, you're attracting that. And I, everything I do is my vision. It's I have a vision wall because the vision book is too small. And I, I just look at it, you know, and I'm constantly telling myself and telling myself a new story and what's, you know, the future and all that stuff. So what you think about is what you get. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? I have reprogrammed myself to automatically think positive. I used to think negatively. And so redirecting my thoughts is an amazing habit I have. So as soon as that little doubt comes in of, oh, I don't have very many new customers this month. Oh my gosh. Nope. Actually, you're going to attract some amazing customers and you're doing a great job. <laughs> so it's just this like quick redirect. And uh, I make my my people do it too. If, they, if they're negative, I'm like, you owe me an affirmation. So that's really been helpful. That's so good, important because if you think negative, just getting back to your favorite quote, that is what you're going to get. Right? Yeah. Getting customers, you're going to have more trouble getting customers. Because even yeah. if you approach someone, your attitude, your self-esteem is down. So why would someone buy from you? They can yeah. the energy. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. uh, Kim, what's the best advice you ever received? The best advice I ever received was to realize that I have the ability to rebuild myself and who I am. I'm not my, my family tree, you know, like I'm not my upbringing. I'm not all that stuff. That's old limiting beliefs. I, and Tony Robbins, he said that that's who he is. What you, the guy you see, he literally built himself and I aspire to be like him. And I feel like I'm doing it where I'm just like, who do I want to be? All right, let's do it. Do you have a favorite prospecting tool? So say you have a qualified prospect. What do you do? You send them a video Do you do zoom what do you like to use? So my favorite tool I like to share with people, especially if you're struggling with organization, which a lot of you are, from what I hear, is Trello. It's a free tool. It's T-R-E-L-L-O. What you can do is list all your prospects out and flip your sales funnel on its side. So like you said, what are we trying to do? We're going to get them in a three-way chat. We're going to get them in a call. Maybe send them a video, get them on a team call. You can drag and drop them through your sales funnel. It's amazing. Like It's super simple and easy. That's awesome. Yeah, I've definitely uh, I've used Trello before. Really, really good for project mm-hmm. management as well. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Oh gosh, I have so many apps. It's kind of a problem. I would say actually, you know what? A good tip is if you are here, I'll give you guys one that's my favorite. It's called Facetune 2. The reason why I like this app is I believe that you need to share selfies with a story. You need to show yourself more. A lot of you aren't. You're feeling a little self-conscious. Facetune 2 is a way to uh, take a selfie and just kind of brighten it up and just make it uh, just a little more appealing. And so you feel more confident posting. But I want you to use those kind of tools out there that you can share who you are and, and tell people a little bit about why you wanted to share that. And that way they can get to know you a little bit better. Cool. And it's called Facetune 2? Facetune so the face tune, T-U-N-E, face tune too. And you can just edit your photos and kind of jazz them up a little bit. <laughs> Great stuff. Good stuff. Aside from your book, The Go Digger, any other books or one or two books you could recommend to ML Nation, Kim? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have so many. Um, right now I am reading, um, I love Rob Sperry's book, The Game of Networking. Fraser Brooks just came out with a really good book called I Dare You. And this is super simple stuff, guys. So if you're just like social media is so overwhelming. Now, for those that are into leadership, Ray Higdon's Freakishly Effective Leadership for Network Marketers changed the way I lead people. I was halfway through the book and I was like, everybody gets to come around the campfire, right? 
it's a, it's a really good book. Hey, MM Nation, I know your journey is just like these leaders. It's full of difficulties and success often feels out of reach. And that's why I put together for the first time a guidebook, a motivation book for every day of the week. It's 365 motivation quotes for the network marketer. And I've been working a lot on this for 2019. And best of all, it's free. Just go to mlnation.com forward slash book. You know, for the first time ever, you want to get confidence as you have a daily resource you can refer to again and again. You get fulfilled as you beat our biggest enemy, which is ourselves, right? Procrastination. This book will help you overcome that. You'll be motivated and never discouraged again. You're going to get a peek of how leaders think and what keeps them going. And you've been listening to the show, and I took everything, over 365-degree quotes, and put it in one handy resource for you. It's over 79 pages long, a PDF, and you get it for free. Just go to mlnation.com forward slash book. Again, for your free copy of 365 motivational quotes for the network marketer, just go to mlnation.com forward slash book. And uh, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? Yes. So imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. Mm-hmm. You didn't know your husband, you didn't know your kids, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build a network marketing business from scratch? Uh, the very first place I would go that I seen the most traction would be Facebook lives, number one. And you know what? There, You can actually record them and stream them live now. So if you're just like, or just terrified, you, you can just navigate around that. And it would be Facebook lives because this is why this right now, don't you feel like we're just sitting here having a cup of coffee chatting? It's yeah. so amazing. I feel like I know you. If it wasn't in this format, I wouldn't have that connection that way. So it's a way for people to really get to know who you are. And how do you do that? Uh, why, uh, just for the audience. Yeah, I'll, I can the video, the video and the stream. I can get you a link. It's called One Stream Live. So there's different formats for it. And I've seen ads on Facebook, so I know Facebook's cool with it. Uh, you can also do premieres. If you have a business page, you can take a recorded video and stream it live as a premiere. It's just one of the options when you're uploading a video. And that's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah, another tool that we use is OBS, free platform. Oh. Check that out. Yes, it's a little more technical, but it's free and um, you can do a lot of cool things with it. Awesome. You know what? Who uses OB? uh, Gamers. Uh And it's incredible. They just play video games and they stream and the whole people are like thousands of people on Facebook just watching someone play a video game. It's amazing. Yes. Times have changed. Hey, Kim, thank you so much. Any last words of advice before we wrap up? And then what's the best way listeners and viewers can connect with you? My most, my biggest advice is to feel the fear and, and, and know that that's actually leading you in the direction that you need to go as, to grow as a person. The growth you need to have is going to happen before you achieve the success you want. So it's the school of self-development. That's what this is all about. So work on yourself every day and make that a priority. You can find me pretty much anywhere at the Gold Digger Girl. That's my website, Instagram, all the places at the Gold Digger Girl. And it's G-O-A-L. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Kimberly Olsen. So keep up the momentum. Go to MLNation.com. Just uh, search for Kim, and you see it right there. The show notes and the links to her website, her book, and all the nuggets of wisdom she shared will be on the show notes page. Hey, uh, in order to be successful in life and in network marketing, you must help others. So, Kim, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful for you, and we appreciate you. 
for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you. Hey, MM Nation, before we go, don't forget your free download of my latest book, 365 Motivational Quotes for the Network Marketer. It's over 79 pages long. You get a free PDF copy of it. Just download. You get a sneak peek of what keeps the leaders going. You know, it's taking the best of the best of the podcast and put in one convenient resource for you. You're going to get confidence as you can refer to over and over again every single day. You get daily encouragement. You're going to get the mental toughness to become successful. And you're going to stay motivated and focused on each day as you go through the guide. So just go download it. It's all for free. MLMation.com forward slash book. And if you know a friend or downline or sideline, crossline, or any friend or even, you know, a prospect that would this would lift up the profession, increases the belief in the profession, share it with them as well. Just go to download it. And it's free for them as well. MLNation.com forward slash book. Hey, ML Nation. Great show with Kim Olsen. Make sure you go to head over to MLNation.com. Just click on the podcast tab and look for Kim Olsen. And uh, you can reach out to her, connect with her. All the nuggets that she shared. Also, the links to her contact info, her social media profiles will be right there. You know, Great story. Kim talked about she got in there, but what really made her successful is about commitment, going all in. Are you all in or are you just dabbling? And we spent some time talking about that. And then we talked about how she uses social media, right, to grow her business. And I like we should lit. You learn, you implement it, and you teach it. It's the way, you know, that's how we grow. You learn something and you apply it immediately. So even if you're learning something from this episode, apply it. Right. Maybe it's lit that you learned. You want to apply that and teach that, right? You learn something. You're doing social media. Uh, teach that to someone, implement it and then teach it. That's actually the best way we learn and grow. Uh, we talk about Facebook lives, how often you should be doing them, uh, how she started out, how to find the topics, the five buckets, right? The things that you want to topics that you feel passionate about uh, or you can ask someone and I think I like what she said if you're not sure ask someone hey when you think about me what do you think of and those are immediately there's a couple of topics you can talk about it and importance of having fun while you're doing the social media and you know struggling problems uh, thanks Kim for being very transparent sharing about her the alcohol uh, alcoholism in her family uh, that's not easy to admit on air here with like you know, we got hundreds of thousands of downloads per episode here, people listening in. So thank you for sharing that. But know that, hey, everyone has problems. So if you're struggling with a problem, know that every top leader out there, I know they look good on social media, Kim looks great for Go Digger, but everyone had problems and they overcome it. And then let's move on to the next thing. I'm sure Kim has other problems now, but that is how she's growing, right? Again, if you're in the issue problem, don't be problem, stuck in a problem focus, be solution oriented and you, you learn. You're learning and then you're implementing and then you're teaching it on. Just like the way Kim is inspiring right now. She learned something, she implemented and now she's giving back by teaching it and empowering others. Uh, we briefly talked about haters, how everyone's going to be you know, as you grow, there will be more and more haters, whether you know it or not. There'll be people maybe talking behind your back. That's a sign of growth because you got to stand for something. We're talking about consistency. I think there's every leader talks about the importance of consistency and uh, accountability partner, how they help you out as well. And last thing, I love what you said is fear. When you're scared, that is doing something that you're scared. That is what makes you grow. And, you know, I always share, I start off all my workshops, my events, and my coaching clients that I teach them. The number one secret to success, and by the way, as a whole, I could do a whole episode about that, but the number one secret to success, how I came up with this, and I, cause I usually hate the question, is to do what scares you. So think about ML Nation. What did Kim share today that 
maybe scares you a little bit. Maybe it's doing the Facebook lives. Maybe it's being more transparent. Maybe it's talking about something on, on social media that you're scared to. Hey, that's when you need to do it. Because when you do it, that is how you grow. Hey, thank you for listening, ML Nation. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And now it's over to you. Go apply it. Go, yeah, you learned it. Now implement it and go teach it. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.